We choose to go to the moon because it is there. Space is there, and we're going to climb it. And the moon and the planets are there, and new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. All right, welcome to the New Space Vision podcast. In this podcast series, we aim to tell the stories behind the emerging European new space ecosystem. This is our fourth installment, and you can find previous and future podcasts on our iTunes or SoundCloud channels. Simply search for New Space Vision. New exciting interviews will pop up every now and then, so make sure to subscribe. Okay, so today we have with us Pekka Laurila, co-founder and CTO of the Finnish microsatellite radar startup ISAI. This conversation was recorded in late 2017. Um, exactly. Before we come to the podcast and the interesting story of ISI, we just wanted to say that there's a conference coming up soon uh, on the 27th of April in Berlin. It's called New Space Vision Conference and the underlying theme is space is affecting every industry. We have speakers from AWS, SAP, Bayer and a lot of new space companies. So we hope you are interested and you can find a lot of more information on our website. But now let's start with further ado. Yeah, so happy to record uh, our next podcast. We have the Isai CFO at our table here. And a funny story with uh, Pekka, we, uh, we met and after our event from the European space week in Estonia and we helped them actually to come back to the hotel because it's mobile, uh, was empty and uh, yeah, and we had a nice chat before this podcast. And now uh, we want to share a few insights with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for us, we, we followed ISA from the early days. It's really, for the European market, it's, it's a new it's a space. Story. It's a yeah. new, unique story. And yeah, so maybe you want to introduce yourself first. Sure. Yeah. My name is Pekka Laurela and uh, I'm one of the co-founders of ISI. ISI is a Finnish space tech company building uh, radars for space, <laughs> specifically imaging radars. And and uh, no, that's something that that you know we've become pretty good at, and are taking that to the sort of all the way to the sort of service level, yeah. uh, to a global market. That's that's really cool, and uh, yeah, you're up to very interesting projects. But your uh, your founding story was also very interesting. We heard you rented a boat uh, during your <laughs> early days. Yeah, yeah. So so um, I mean, we are we are. A, I mean, how how would you put it? We were a kind of. A, a you know setting up a space company of course requires you know building a lot of hardware testing a lot of hardware and, and, and so forth so that that's you know something that does differentiate it from from a let's say a, a software or a gaming startup or something like this where um, we set out to to to, to build this uh, new service based on on being able to image you know any time and and anywhere uh, regardless of the weather or or, or, or day, you know, time of day then you know this required a new type of a sensor and that sensor was this this imaging radar that i was talking about um and uh, and uh then what we were able to do first was that we got to do some of that development kind of in the in the university side uh to kind of like show that a uh, sort of small team of pretty young people like us you know actually can do it uh, so that we were able to build a sort of first first prototype uh in the kind of with with sort of university and then finish governmental financing uh, and, and then kind of go ahead and get to the sort of private investment market uh, at the point when we had basically the sort of first proof of concept that you know that type of a technology you know 
can exist, yeah. so so to speak. <laughs> yeah. uh, and 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 then then of course you know the other part of of, of that time you know, was for us to kind of like get the proof of concept that the market in a way uh, exists and that there are users that really want this very specific type of uh, new service. And uh, for 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 us. You know, uh, one of the sort of key customer segments was the Arctic maritime community. So, so Arctic shipping uh, offshore in the Arctic, and uh, we spent a lot of time with. Uh, so, Finland happens to be a place where uh, most of the world's icebreakers are being built, and uh, yeah. there's a kind of very, uh, I mean, global glo global kind of leader for 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 that type of a site. So, so then we were able to um, uh, get a lot of kind of good help from the industry, uh, and. Uh, and then, also then talking with the to talk talking with the oil and gas side, uh, basically the moment we had spun out from the university, uh, indeed our our first thing that we had to do was was to to a uh, uh, make a test uh, with one of these oil companies to to showcase that yes you can see the ice around your offshore operation yeah. with our instrument, and then you know this test indeed did did involve uh, us you know needing to ground truth. Uh, so we needed to literally create ice pieces to yeah. find <laughs> them, uh, and, and then you know this you know needed for for us to to uh, go and rent an icebreaker. At that that time, the company was uh, you know just uh, spun out of the university, you know with you know pretty much you know zero euros on on a bank account, and uh, so then that you know led us to then make these funny phone calls to to to. Uh, uh, you know, try and rent an icebreaker uh, for for a week uh, with 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 no money, and then try and rent an airplane for 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 a week with with, with no money. But uh, you know, these are the types of things that, of course, like as a sort of a young starting entrepreneur, like you kind of have to go. I mean, it's not even outside the box, but really kind of like uh, you know, you need to be uh, doing things that that, that normally wouldn't be considered possible. Yeah, yeah. How, how did you manage that? I mean, you said, yeah, we have no money, we are building satellites, uh, yeah. space hardware, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want to rent a boat and a plane, and we have no money, and how did you manage that one? So, oh, no, I mean, yeah. we had friends. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 I mean, and, that, and that's actually a thing about kind of like being a startup entrepreneur, that, that when you, uh, kind of people in the industry, they tend to recognize that, all right, here's a team that is doing something that is so crazy that it probably will work uh, eventually, uh, but they don't necessarily know how difficult it is going to be. Let's just you know help these guys out, uh, and 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 in most of, of of the the industry, like I mean, of course, I mean we couldn't have called the normal sales manager, yeah. uh, but then again, you know the the CEO of this company, you know, just happened to be very friendly, so so that then we were basically able to, you know, like get this uh guy on kind of our advisory board that it like hey you want to help us out we're you know doing this thing yeah. and, and then and then kind of really kind of build a sort of a you know personal relationship and, and then uh i mean it's not that we got that icebreaker for free like we no, did pay course, for yeah. it then yeah. and then the customer did pay for it but but uh, but you know kind of like to build the sort of trust that here's a thing that kind of makes sense yeah. you have to build that personal relationship and actually a lot of people in very very high places are willing to do that if you kind of like really um you know are sort of like humble but ambitious enough at the same time mm -hmm. so 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 to speak that's really cool i mean you really you found the perfect match you found a customer and you you had the technology so 
how you found your first customer uh -huh. and the proof of concept. Mm. So the, the particular case around kind of monitoring ice and, and, and the Arctic was, was something that it, it was involved almost before, I mean, it actually was involved before the, the sort of sensor definition in a way that like yeah. we had been building uh, nanosatellites around the, the, the Alto University nanosatellite program where now the Alto 1 and Alto 2 are flying. Um, so that was a program where unit, like, students were building satellites and we were involved in that and then, then we wanted to do something a bit of our own and we kind of thought that we knew how to build small satellites and kind of really started exploring things that you know, could be done with these big constellations, whether it's around communications or Earth observation or so forth. And that then, you know, for us, you know, the whole kind of Arctic maritime was quite logical in a way that like there were um, kind of world leading conferences happening in Helsinki just next yeah. door to us. So then we could kind of, we had a hunch that, hey, uh, kind of operationally, it's probably safer to know where the ice is or than yeah. them to not. Uh, and, <laughs> probably. And, yeah, yeah, and it turned out that it was true. <laughs> but of course, like, you know, the, the specifics of that uh, is something that you just yeah. have to hear from the customer. Yeah. So that we were able to go to these conferences and talk to the shipping companies, talk to the oil companies, uh, talk to the sort of like uh, icebreaker managers and then and the kind of like whole, establish a picture of the whole value chain. And then we would understand cool. where exactly are the biggest needs and who is the one who's willing to pay for this type of stuff and uh, for us you know the the very beginning was really the sort of uh, uh, kind of um, the, the the oil and especially the sort of like uh, uh, the very beginnings of, of the sort of like uh, upstream offshore uh, in the Arctic yeah. where there would be a kind of like biggest budget in an individual small uh, you know time and area constraint program uh, where, where where you know the need was kind of so massive that they would be willing to kind of actually go with very high risk of development yeah. Uh, yeah. in the sort of very early phase with a sort of company that you know literally wasn't very well known at the time. Timing was right mm -hmm. and yeah. the customer was there. You did your yeah. That's that sounds really good because everyone is telling you. Daniel and I mm -hmm. started the company mm -hmm. first. Start. You have an idea perfectly. You, we are both. We have a uh, we have an uh, engineering background. Mm -hmm. So I'm a business engineer. He's a space engineer. But everyone is telling us, okay, make customer interviews. And yeah. I think you're a perfect example. Yeah, but, but with that. technology, it's better with the project the demonstrator. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's yeah. that, the perfect case if you have that. We are coming from Berlin uh -huh. and we observe the European space ecosystem. And it's really interesting that there are two new space companies coming out from the same university. Oh, what true. do you think is a reason? What could be a reason for that? So, so it's a reactor, reactor yeah, space. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. reactor space uh, lab. Uh, this is probably the, the, the long name they, 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 they are being called. So... No, I guess was you know what was special in the Alto One program at the time, at least compared to anything else that you know I was doing at the university, was really the sort of like kind of true multidisciplinarity, so to speak. So so that so that it was a program where really there was a satellite to be built, and uh, and and then just you know various areas of a satellite you know would be built by different people. And, and then there was this kind of like very nat natural pull of, of, of various disciplines into the program yeah. because you know, I mean, mm -hmm. doing satellites is cool and, and then yeah. kind of like doing it in a sort of like a, in, in Alto, the campus is kind of everything is in the sort of same place. So, so then, uh, then it was kind of, um, it was really, I mean, for me, it was more kind of like the social circle that would pull you into the program. Yeah. And then, then kind of like, you know, everybody would kind of find the place where they can contribute the best. So then that was 
uh, I, I guess you know how that relates then to companies starting is that um, you know companies tend to start when kind of the right type of people meet and then, then there's of course the rest is a bit of a sort of timing and luck yeah. Um, yeah. but but um, uh, at least you know for, for, for me the the Alta one program was it was a, sort of a great uh, uh, spectrum of different types of people who were enthusiastic about generally a topic but then you know had really really different skill sets yeah. uh, and, and then you know in the sort of a you know, to, to, to find kind of co-founders, no, no, that's pretty much what you kind of have to do is to be able to work with someone long enough to really realize that they are really technically capable yeah. uh, and, and, you know, really smart. Uh, but that also that like, you know, they have basically skills that in a way complement your skills. Uh, and, and then then kind of, no, I guess, you know, that would be that that would be, you know, one thing that kind of relates to teams. And then, of mm-hmm. course, you know, the other thing, you know, why from Alto, you know something to mention is is of course that like in Finland the the kind of like early stage high tech startup kind of um path ex- i mean is is kind of well known and it exists in okay. a way that like you would have uh, there there's a governmental r and d agency called Tekes uh, that is financing this is kind of a kind of commercialization of research uh, mm. relatively aggressively uh, and then then you know this I mean, I mean, in our story, that meant that, that, you know, we would have the first financing to kind of like explore this whole kind of business idea, uh, even prior to, you know, getting to any type of, uh, you know, technology um, kind of proof of concept stage that we had this kind of a small couple of tens of, tens of thousands of a grant so that we could, you know, go travel to those conferences, meet those customers, really kind of like yeah. nail, yeah. I mean, not necessarily a business plan, but, but you know, nail the, the sort of idea around it that like, okay, there is something that kind of both from customer request and from technical perspective makes sense. And, uh, and then even if the funding isn't very big, but then in a sort of, a, in the sort of the first very critical stage when you basically need to work on that for a couple of months and then you need to be able to kind of like, you know, throw away, throw away everything else you're doing, then it makes a huge difference that like, you know, you have, you know, some money to kind of work off, off yeah. you know, yeah. as a student, otherwise it wouldn't really. Yeah. We are in yeah. the same situation right now. We got, just got a first funding. Uh, we, we worked um, together for one year now, Sven and I, and mm-hmm. um, we started with New Space Vision and mm-hmm. then uh, we started the project Lifeo and, um, uh, you know, it was without getting a financial return on that. And now we have the first funding and it, mm-hmm. it, it changes everything. It's, yeah. not, it not, it's not that much what big um, corporates get, mm-hmm. but... Um, for us, we can um, we can pay some uh, people um, working together yeah. with us on the project. It yeah. changed everything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. And um, yeah. So you just said um, uh, you, you mentioned the business plan, mm-hmm. and um, a common thinking is that uh, business guys are um, the founding companies, uh-huh. and the technical, and they buy the technical guys uh, to realize it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a, a different opinion of that. And so, <laughs> yeah. were the business guys included in the founding process before, or uh, how, no. how was it? No. 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 So no, it is a. Uh, I mean, you know, one thing that, you know, had a, you know, very kind of strong sort of in terms of business as a discipline uh, type mm-hmm. of a t- type of an, an influence was that, you know, one key uh, kind of push to, to the starting this, this whole thing was a uh, kind of a course that we took. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a course organized in roughly the same uh, framework and actually, you know, taught by uh, the, the professor of this is uh, Stanford uh, Technology Ventures program, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, and then this was a kind of collaboration with the Alto Business School, and and then 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 in Stanford. Uh, so then in Stanford, of course, they have a long history of like knowing that. I mean, 
go ahead teach engineers just the relevant uh, parts of a business and you know they'll figure the rest out uh, so this was a sort of like a similar uh, sim similar thing that like that was the first time when uh, they were uh, kind of inviting people from the technical school to join this particular course okay. to, to, to you know uh, uh, start kind of small teams and then and, and start companies and that kind of like that's that, that that's kind of where we in a way I, I guess you need business as a discipline uh, you know taught to you enough so that you understand uh, that you can do it yeah in, in a way so that, that it so that it's no longer magic and, yeah. and then um, and and then then after that I mean a lot of the things around finance or or, or selling in early stage of a company mm. I mean, it's literally talking to people and then, you know, yeah, figuring right. out what they need. And yeah. then if you can go ahead and ask those questions, I mean, you'll yeah. figure it out. And similarly, kind of like, you know, if it's about paying, you know, a couple of bills, it's a sort of similar thing that the yeah. finance side is relatively si simple. You have this much money, don't lose all of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of addition. So engineers, you know, should be able to manage. Yeah, that's right. I recognize the same. So you learn a lot of uh, theory and business theory in the university, but especially uh, in the inception of a company or a project, it doesn't help you at all because it doesn't tell you, okay, they, these are the laws for employment uh, of mm. people. This is how you uh, make a good contract. So mm -hmm. that's nothing you get told. Uh, so yeah, we share the same views. That's really interesting. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's interesting because you are the CFO, but you worked mm -hmm. on the technology. And uh, Sven too, uh, Sven yeah. is CFO of LiveView and work, uh, is uh, programming, um, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, learning course, algorithm. Yeah, and it's, yeah it's I mean, really of course, for for, for yeah. this, I mean, our size of a company right now, you know, us as being, you know, you know, forty-ish full-time employees, the whole kind of, you know. The the um, CFO title is not necessarily you know fully <laughs> fully fitting anymore in a sense that like there is a very kind of real finance function in our size of a company already that yeah. you kind of like have to make mm -hmm. sure that um, that that you know when you're dealing with you know more money than you know the the the, the few thousands then 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 that you kind of like you know can manage that efficiently mm -hmm. uh, and and then that you don't spend all of your time that a kind of like a founder needs to do to actually also run the company that yeah. you don't spend all that time in uh, you know accounting. just accounting yeah. Yeah. so 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 definitely you know that, that real finance function exists and then you know not all of that finance function is done by me but the you know that particular title right now you're just you know stuck so yeah. so uh, and that's yeah. really interesting because uh, you are venture capital based and yeah. mm -hmm. um, that's uh, another thing which uh, we are talking about all the time about the European um, VCs, uh, the European venture capital uh, mm -hmm. um, in space. And there's not a lot. Um, so you are a European-based company, but you raised venture capital in the Silicon Valley. So um, um, that's true. What's the story behind that? Uh, didn't you find anyone in, in Europe? Or? Um, I mean, we did. I, I guess uh, so. So so uh, kind of uh, you know just for the background of, of that story, then you know the very first. Uh, sort of like financing that ultimately kind of landed on our bank account actually was from the uh, the, the Horizon 2020 program. So we were able to land this this phase two uh, SME uh, grant. Of course, like at the sort of really, really similar timing, that was just a sort of like, uh, that was kind of like just the logistics of it that, that then we were closing our first uh, private uh, financing round at pretty much the same time. But um, I, you know, you know, something to kind of credit the, the Horizon program, you know, uh, 
with with you know really uh, you know had to do that then at that time when we were then uh, you know negotiating with with the, the U.S. based uh, funds then when we had Finnish governmental R and D support and we had this massive uh, SME uh, SME grant yeah. uh, then then it was you know way more natural for for us to to kind of like uh, keep the company headquartered yeah. in, in 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 Finland and. Uh, and and that that was something that that of course uh, you know changed a lot that that you know could have been different, um, but yeah so, and there there was also Finnish VC funds um, so so there is like you know in our very first round there there is a, there is a fund called Lifeline Ventures that that is involved and you know, they've been involved in the sort of uh, high tech, uh, ventures uh, for quite a long time and they are, at least in the sort of, uh, uh, European circles relatively well known of of that. Um, but I mean, I guess in sort of general, you know, what is to be said that like, you know, the um, European funds are smaller yeah. and then, and they're smaller because they haven't been around kind of many, I mean, that many cycles in a way that like ultimately that's how the VC community gets built that like, you know, you have investors, there are, you know, successful exits, those money, that money gets back to the funds and then, and then, then they, you know, take more risk, they, yeah. they get more exits. And then in Silicon Valley, that uh, cycle has been just happening for a longer time. And then it has kind of like institutionalized in a way that there are, you know, hundreds of billions being managed in this way for, for yeah. this purpose. And then the European one is then just a lot, lot smaller. And then this means that for a, um, that you know the risk for 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 a you know kind of completely new industrial area such as you know hey we want to build satellites uh, is is kind of not the very first one that, that you would have these bigger funds you know uh, take that risk with, and uh, I I mean I, I think you know it's it's just something that takes time in a way that like then um, then 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 when you know those you know investments kind of you know return back to the funds then 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 you know the you know the the uh, industry is able to take more and more risk uh, and uh, that's definitely something that is needed in European side that there's a, a lot of good talent a lot of good companies yeah. a lot of good ideas and uh, and um, you know I mean somebody some 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 somebody has said that like you know all good ideas eventually get financed and I, I tend to believe that in, okay. in, in, in a way that like ultimately you know if if it isn't financed in Europe go to Silicon Valley I mean that there, there is like you know the world has enough yeah. money to finance these ideas and like I guess that's being recognized in the Silicon Valley funds as well that like if the kind of local ecosystem gets kind of saturated then there is the rest of the world and a lot of these funds have kind of recognized that and for instance you know our uh, funds funds that right now they're the big Silicon Valley funds that are with us they have Done actually a lot of foreign investments and uh, yeah. and then you know they have taken that as a strategy to kind of like increase the pool and uh, and it seems to make a lot of sense. Okay, yeah, of course the VC is interested in superior technology and um, maybe you could go in a little bit more detail on your constellation mm -hmm. and when it will launch. So it right, will, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so right now we are in a phase where uh, we are launching the very first satellite of ours. You know, still is this year, so so pretty soon. Uh, and uh, and then the sort of the game plan of, of getting that constellation uh, up and running as a sort of full, you know, truly unique uh, in terms of uh, in terms of kind of service quality uh, will take a couple of years. Uh, so so basically, what we're doing very first is we're launching three 
satellites that we call the sort of phase one, yeah. uh, which demonstrates slightly different capabilities and slightly different processes of, of manufacturing and assembly and testing uh, and launchers. And then, I mean, really kind of testing in the entire kind of full chain of a process that how do we get the satellite units the most efficiently off the ground. Uh, and, and then then the sort of phase two is, is really about scaling into the sort of like large capacity. And in, when, when I say large capacity, I mean around 20 satellites by 2020. Uh, and, and then this is, is where, um, you know, the temporal resolution is really, you know, one of the, the key things here. So, so then we would get to a point where you choose a point on ground and uh, we could deliver pictures of that area roughly every three hours okay, or roughly in three hours, even mm. if it's an arbitrary request. Independently and to whether yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's day or night. night. That's, yeah. that's the main thing, independent uh, to mm -hmm. the weather. And uh, yeah. you just said uh, in the round table, three meter resolution twice a day for the Baltic area as a uh, first uh, uh, yeah, project. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, just to get an idea of, 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 of the scale is, is really that like, um, there's always, I mean, you can kind of like, you know, you can construct this type of system approaches, you know, very, uh, in, in very many ways. And, and then ultimately it's really about the end use. There are some end users where, you know, the actual kind of, you know, quote, operational area is very small in, in a way that like you would be interested in, say, you know, an area of radius of a couple of tens of kilometers. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you just need that area updated very, very, very quickly. So that's something that you know we can very kind of uniquely answer uh, yeah. uh, with 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 our constellation, and and then the sort of like the other kind of like less intuitive part of of, of operating a large constellation is that, that you can create this kind of uh, larger mosaics still relatively quickly, not necessarily in scale of hours yeah. anymore if the mm -hmm. area is very large because you have to take a lot of images to do that, but still you can kind of like make different types of. Uh, uh, kind of answers to to, to, to to requests in a way that like if, even if you have a very large area you can collect that in high resolution because yeah. you can take these, these these smaller images and mosaic it, it pretty quickly yeah and and you're going to do that mosaic and everything else uh, in-house so that's another interesting approach so uh, you you said that you don't want to um, uh, sell imagery you want to solve problems and so uh, you have a, a lot of software capability in-house um, yeah I mean I guess that's yeah. that's just kind of a part of the kind of new space approach approach and then and kind of called revolution that that really you know not just the sort of let's take you know for instance the cubesat standard and the ride shares and all of that part yeah. has become available so that you can build these low-cost high-risk missions uh, and, and then really build these massive constellations from you know very low-cost units but then on the other side the kind of like explosion of of sort of cloud computing and the uh, and the kind of AI analytics everything has come kind of um, kind of reachable in a way that like a company, relatively small sized company can go ahead and like deploy this massive processing uh, uh, infrastructure basically without, you know, acquiring anything yeah. and, and then just really pay for that as a service. I mean, those services ultimately they cost money when you, when, when you use them, but really the sort of ability that you can kind of like demonstrate something on a small scale and then it is automatically scalable to massive sizes is is something that just didn't exist a couple of years ago and right yeah. now it does yeah. and that's something that every time you know you talk about earth deprivation the kind of like the idea of big data you know, it's, it's it's really big yeah. uh, and and then and then for you to be truly able to use it you need the cloud infrastructure that is scalable and then also the the kind of automated analytics and then you know that's another field where um where where uh 
just very recent revolutions kind of like have made that kind of so available that that you know we would be able to uh you know literally in a weekend implement uh this type of uh let's say you know some detection algorithms you know just mm. by you know taking an off the shelf you know neural network and then and training it with you know yeah, our exactly. own labels yeah. and yeah. and then then kind of like come up with something that you know scours through all the data and, and then gets you answers and, and then yeah. you can put that to the cloud services on top of it and, and then you have like a basically a, a global big data system solving a specific problem fully automatically and, and then 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 able to do something that you know otherwise you would have had to have you know thousands of analysts you know looking at yeah, pictures it, it, being printed out or, or something so I mean, I mean that's kind of like you know just a very natural part of the you know the sort of like uh, the the entire scope of you know what gets called new space yeah. that, that that you know the whole chain because ultimately you know the satellite imagery market um is 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 like that's not going to grow forever because uh you kind of like i mean the, the amount of expert users is only so much and then, yeah. then then after that where you need to go is is that you need to go to you know the end users you know world has a lot more problems than than you know people who know you know what to look for in a in a in a radar image for instance yeah. so so then it's very natural that kind of like you want to take right. that, that 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 kind of value chain a lot a bit bit further just to not kind of like uh, limit your own opportunities yeah and and now since it's possible we obviously should do it yeah, and, and that's just what we're doing yeah so that's really really good so you have the complete uh, vertical integration from the start you're building the satellites you're a lot of the subcomponents as well. You're launching it, and you're also uh, giving back the data and the insights. It's really interesting. There's we're, we're not launching. Yeah, but it's no, a, you're not launching. But it's most but, uh, of the yeah. supplies, most of the chain you're doing yourself. There's another company, uh, and uh, which is doing something similar in another domain. They are much more. Um, um, they are bigger. It's mm -hmm. Planet. They mm -hmm. are. Uh, they have. Uh, normal uh, so they have images in the visual yep. um, spectrum and we were wondering so you have this company and this planet and mm -hmm. you both work in different fields but you both are great new space examples is there some kind of collaboration plant are you interested in something like mm. that i mean yeah so so the um, ecosystem is ultimately quite small yeah. so so uh, uh but then again you know world has really unlimited amount of problems yeah. So, yeah. so 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 like you know that in itself is is not not really an issue and i was actually just 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 uh uh just just a day ago uh with with robbie from from planet and we were together speaking to the european uh you know uh space ministers um uh, uh to uh, about kind of like hold this new space revolution and then you know we we planned that speech together so we are definitely there okay. are definitely shared agendas yeah of of, of the new new space industry and uh, and then definitely you know towards those we are completely you know aligned and and actually to uh, mo most of things we are we are aligned in a, in a sense that ultimately um uh in the same sense as as you know we would be complementary to uh sentinel one providing free radar imagery on a sort of like uh uh you know wide swath uh not so frequent uh and then and, and then and then planet providing uh sort of very uh i mean just very large amounts of, of optical imagery um on, on a sort of commercial basis and then doing doing pretty cool analytics on top of that as well uh i mean there's definitely the sort of complementarities that, that we can we can find between these companies and and in general i think you know any time that 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 you know you've reached the point when 
you've been able to start the company kind of and successfully get it off the ground, yeah. you kind of tend to share respect to other, other people, people having, having done the same. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so then, you know, that, you know, you kind of like rather collaborate yeah. and there's you know, no necessity to, to yeah. you know, to start, start, start. Yeah, and and that is uh, really um, in the space industry. This is really a cool thing. For example, um, I worked in the automotive industry and there's, it's really competitive uh, mm -hmm. on a personal level. Yeah. And so, I mean, we all had uh, some uh, glass of wine with Robbie and you at the award ceremony and it's really all friendly it's a really cool industry for everyone to work in uh, even when they're not space engineers well, that's yeah. why we want to encourage yeah. everyone to work yeah. in the space industry yeah. because it's really yeah. interesting and an exciting time and a good example is ISI a great new space company from Europe yeah, and if you want to analyze the data just start your own venture and get in contact with them and uh, you're doing the pilot project starting at 2018 where right and um, so yeah happy to talk to you uh, hope it was you will a pleasure yeah, a lot of insights and yeah all right I hope to see you again uh, in a few <laughs> months or weeks if you're in berlin just uh, yes. come to us yeah yeah so sounds good all right thanks a lot